Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Oh no, three in a row. Whoa, is the people from B-R-O-O-K-L-Y-N. Yo, we are popped on. Let's talk basketball. I really hate that we don't have Matt with us today, Sam. Because because Matt does uh, uh, loathing on a very, very high level. And he's not happy right now. How are you? I mean, I was there last night, and it was as ugly as I'm sure it looked on uh, on TV. It was uh, it was not fun. You ready to fire Nash because he didn't play our savior, our Lord and Savior Kessler Edwards? No, I mean, like, look, I mean, the, what was really cool to see, honestly, was that a crowd, uh, the crowd yesterday, as much as they love the stars and they love like the supporting guys who have star pedigree, like Blake and Lamarcus, etc. Like the crowd really wanted the young guys yesterday. Like I've never been at a, I've been to a lot of Nets games now in the Kyrie, KD, and even Harden era. And yesterday was like the first time I ever heard the crowd really screaming at Nash, like to get in Cam and Sharp and Kessler. Like my entire section yesterday was like screaming at Nash. It was it was a, uh, it was interesting. It felt like a team that was like uh, that was actually on the rise and but was still playing the older guys as opposed to the younger dudes. And so it was, it was interesting to see. This whole thing lives in the imagination of Nets fans. You know that, right, Sam? Like, like I, the other day we were supposed to do a pod, and I'm glad we didn't because I, was, I had just listened to the Bill Simmons pod where I guess he had some Nick guys on. And it, just, it was just the worst. Like, like when you know someone who is a smart guy, but – you know, it, it's completely wasting it. That's that's what I get out of Simmons a lot, and it just turned my stomach listening to them talk about, oh no, the the Nets are never taking over that city. Listen, I I will repeat this again, the way the way that the way that they're talking about this thing is not the way this thing works. The way it works is, if you look at the Mets, who even won a, a World Series within their first ten years, it took them a solid. 20 years it took them a solid 20 years and the reason why is because the people this is a kids game this is people falling in love with a kids game like people like me are a rarity but in my son's brooklyn elementary school everybody wears nets gear there's every now and then there's one kid and if you talk to that kid he'll tell you it's because my dad made me i i'm there's no there's no Nick fans in in little kids version. There's like elementary school, middle school. These kids, only thing they know is that the Knicks suck. So for when they're having these conversations and not coming to our building, not seeing our crowd uh, evolve and grow like like you guys did the other night 
as unhealthily as, as, as what you guys want, but um, is I uh, I I am, am happy for that. That that part is the good part of the podcast. <laughs> Same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like. I mean, look. I on on that on that point, I totally agree. I mean, like, you can't. I mean, as you as you said, you know fan bases increase over time, especially with one where the Knicks are as ingrained as they are. Right. Like right. for my friends that also live in Brooklyn, they basically say like, you see like every little kid is wearing Kyrie's and has a KD Jersey and has a, a hardened, like Adidas sweatshirt. Like it's just, it's just what you see. And, and that's not something I've ever been honestly con- concerned about. Like they don't have an amazing, we don't have this humongous fan base, but like I've been at playoff games and it's and it's loud and it's fun. Like, but it's not it's not Lakers Clippers. They right. they they mistake Nets Knicks because they 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 put the Knicks in the Lakers conversation, and the Knicks aren't the most the winningest franchise next to the Yankees in 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 sports. Yep. Like the Lakers have had such prolonged and sustained success. It's not the same com- conversation. Like, it, it, it's it's an immature conversation, and and it takes away from from a cultural phenomenon, and maybe and even like something that goes to show, like here's the blueprint on on building a team, moving it to another uh, another part of a big city, uh, uh, growing its fan base organically. There's nice things that are happening, um, Samuel, and I, I just didn't I, I didn't appreciate. Uh, the lazy sports radio, uh, um, and this is coming from a podcaster, but the lazy sports radio uh, 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 talk. Like the the reason why we they don't talk sports nets on on uh, on these um, things is because if you're 38 years old and down and not and not you know Samuel the child, you're not listening to sports radio. Most most young people don't listen to sports radio. And, and do you know what the, the funny thing is? And this is my last point on this. Is like the so I li, I mean I've been listening to Simmons for forever. And what's funny about him is that a lot of times he doesn't take his own advice and his own um, prior ideas in order, uh, and he kind of forgets it in order to support a narrative that he believes in. Mm-hmm. And so like he made a point, and I think this really relates to the Nets and why the Nets got KD and Kyrie. In that when 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 the Red Sox broke the curse in two thousand and four. He said, you know, like in in the 80s and the 70s, a lot of the Red Sox players were these like white dudes who were from Boston who felt the curse and 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 they knew how much it meant to the city. Whereas like the 04 team had guys like obviously like Pedro and David Ortiz and whatnot. And those guys like were like, dude, I'm from the fucking Dominican Republic and I'm like used to being dirt poor. I like could give a shit about the curse. I'm just happy to be playing baseball and doing something. And I think. To a certain extent, with the with the Nets, like KD and Kyrie, like are in their are in their low thirties. I think I don't even think Kyrie is thirty yet, and Harden's in his low thirties also. Like those guys didn't grow. Like those guys are like basically my age. Those guys didn't grow up with the Knicks being good. Like everything about the nineties Knicks, or obviously like the Walt Frazier and like Willis Reed Knicks, like that stuff doesn't mean anything to them. Like they don't. Like they just do not care for them the teams that are good are like the spurs and the and the and the lakers and like the mavericks and stuff like that like this is like this is not this whole this whole idea of the knicks having this insane cachet 
meant something when me and you were 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 younger or like or sorry when you were younger but like it's not it's not a, it's not really like as much of a, a thing anymore these guys don't care about that stuff and and that's right and 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 if you needed any sign to show you that the Knicks are not relevant the the sign should have been that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving came to the Nets period point blank i don't care what anyone says and it's just it's just it's just sad to listen to because it's all sour grapes. Yep. It's all it's it's all because of countless hours of podcasts that he talked about. Woe is the Nets. They'll never get out of this, and they just helped the Boston Celtics build um, build their next dynasty. He is so wrong, and he's so butthurt about it. Yep. Um, uh, the Nets won the Celtics trade, by the way. Anyway. Let's talk about what's going on now. Three-game losing streak. Yep. Uh, uh, the team, you know, trying different things here and there. Let's let's go in the order of everything that most Nets fans are mad about, and most of that is <laughs> is uh, uh, Steve Nash. Steve Nash seems to get the ire of all of these people, and I think that for me, you know what. I'll hold my opinion. Sam, is this Steve Nash? No, I actually think that right now what's going on, and this is me almost echoing uh, what you and Bam were saying over the offseason, I think the issue right now is more of uh, of a Sean Marks problem coupled with uh, a little bit of just, you know, the NBA season is long and I think that teams go through ruts. And... So I think it's more of a personnel issue right now than it than it is coaching. I don't I mean, he look yesterday and the game before, I think that he needs to be more in tune with the teams that he's playing and that when he's playing a team like the Lakers, I think you can play some of the old guys because the old guys that the Nets have aren't gonna get exposed. No but against but against a team like the Grizzlies, you can't be playing old Sam, Sam not. No, no. What what he should be doing right now is finding a nine. A rotation of nine dudes, maybe eight, maybe eight that you're going to play and trust in the playoffs. Well, that's, he's he's looking for those guys. That's so obvious to me. Like, look at the little change changes that he's making. He's looking for a starting five one, and then a rotation after that that he could take with him into the playoffs. Well, I want to. Well, I want to do. I actually, I actually planned this out in my head, and I wanted to do it with you because I really, because I, I, because I know that you've watched enough playoff basketball, and you know that there's a difference between regular season basketball and playoff basketball. And Correct. so I have, I have the Nets roster in front of me right now, and this actually goes to your question about Nash and Marks and everything we're going to get to. Right. I have the Nets roster in front of me, and, and I'm going to make a tally. And I think, and I think people who are listening, because I've gotten a lot of traction on Twitter when I've posted this stuff, in terms of how many guys, if the Nets were in not a first round series against the Wizards, but if the Nets were playing, who who are the three teams we're most scared of? Bucks, Bulls, and Heat. Yes. Okay. Clearly. Of the guys, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say names. You tell me how many of these guys you legitimately trust. Playing. Bucks, Bulls. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not afraid of Heat at all. But go ahead. Bucks, Bulls. How many of these guys on the team right now? Are you confident in them playing not like two to three minutes in a blowout, but actually playing, let's say, at least ten to twelve minutes in a playoff game? All right? I could I could answer that for you right now. Besides right. our our top five players, 
So okay, so obviously you got KD, mm-hmm. Harden, Kyrie, Joe Harris, Patty. That's five. Joe. Okay, Mills is six. Did you say Lamarcus? Oh, sorry, sorry, I said Patty twice. Uh, so you got KD, Kyrie, Harden, Joe Harris, Patty, Claxton, Lamarcus. That's seven. Now, who who else do you legitimately trust right now to play in a playoff game among Bembry, Bruce Brown, Javon Carter, Blake, Cam Thomas, James Johnson, Millsap, uh, and the rookies? One, you know, I would love to say one of the rookies, you know, in in some of our conversations, some of our, our earlier podcasts, we talked about how it'd be awesome if we could be rebuilding the team and um, uh, winning now, right? We talked about, you know, hope maybe sneakily giving some of these young guys some playing time so that maybe one of them will develop and we could be building our next team and we wouldn't have to be worried so much about not having draft picks for the next century. Um, the, the problem is none of them are really that ready. Like, I, I, would, I agree with the idea of Kessler Edwards. I agree with the idea of Kessler Edwards, right? But you can't, if you're Nash, you can't take one of these older dudes that came here, that took the minimum, and came here to try to chase a ring. You can't, that's not something that you're going to do lightly. So, so yeah, it's the if it's a if it's a rotation of eight, it's the obvious ones: Kyrie, Harden, KD. Yep. Right. Um, yep. Claxton is in there. Yep. Uh, uh, and I think Joe Harris is the uh, is the uh, uh, person who makes it. Even though I've said in the past, I would have liked to see Bembry and Claxton in there, um, it would look a whole lot different with Bemry in there, you know, playing with, uh, uh, did he and Kyrie play in college? I mean, in high school together or something like that? Yeah, they have a high school connection, I think. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure they went to the same high school. I don't know if they played together. Um, but yeah, Kyrie's, old. Kyrie's much older than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, that I th- now that I think about it, yeah, of course. So, so anyway... I think I think that last guy is a hard one um, because they need the floor spacing, but at the same time they need the defense. The last night, the last night's loss against Memphis, it's a really like it's it's one of those losses that if you go too crazy about what's wrong, it, you'll lead astray. You'll say things you regret. And you'll be mad at things that you shouldn't be mad at. One, it's the first week after New Year's Eve. Do you know what NBA players do after New Year's Eve, um, during New Year's Eve, Sam? Yeah. Fuck and drink and take a lot of drugs. I don't care if people was on um, COVID, whatever. I can guarantee you those dudes partied a lot. Has Kevin Durant looked normal to you? I mean, he didn't look. I mean, yesterday was the worst. It was the worst half I had seen him play, basically. Yeah, cause he's tired. He's been having a a, a 
a, a quadrillion a trois, uh, I mean, a, a menage a quadrillion, <laughs> and, and he is tired. He needs some time and he needs some help. I'm telling you, these boys have been partying, pooping, but partying. And get, and look at and look around in the NBA to all the losses, um, uh, all the upsets last night. I believe Milwaukee. Here I'll tell you exactly, right? Superstars. Right after the All Star break, aren't worth a damn, and right after New Year's aren't worth a damn and it's because they partied really really hard so the Sixers punished uh uh the Rockets that came out like it should have but the Wizards beat the Hornets who've been you know back and forth from being hot you know what happened to us right the Bulls they keep chugging along with that young energy but the Pistons beat the Bucks right (laughs) and and uh uh, Dallas beat um, the Nuggets, and guess what? Well, of course that happened, but uh, uh, you know, you you had a few things that happened in the last couple of days, a few upsets that have nothing to do with Steve Nash, and and I'm I'm really tired of people saying, hey, he's he's a bad coach because he doesn't play the kids. That's not that's not the mission, guys. Yep. <laughs> the, I totally agree. The the mission is not to like the mission is to get to this, you know, um uh a trade deadline and get to this uh uh, uh you know, this cut down deadline and figure out what do we need to make sure what like Milwaukee got PJ Tucker last year. Right? They weren't complete. They got PJ Tucker. Can we agree that PJ Tucker was a big part of that championship? For sure. And let me go and let me go a step further, by the way. Go ahead. How many rookies for, for, for all for all Nets fans who are obsessive about the rookie stuff, because I was in the spaces yesterday and it was obviously a, a people were just dunking on Nash the entire time. Mm-hmm. And the one the one point I didn't make, which I wish I did make, was how many rookies played on the Bucks championship team last year? How many rookies played on the uh, Warriors championship teams or the Suns champion? I'm sorry, the the Spurs championship. <laughs> right. Like, I, I I was watching um, uh, uh, Nets Kingdom, yeah. uh, uh, AJ and Saint and, and and those guys, and um, you know that's that's Trey's show. Uh, uh, when he wakes up and, and trains, he uh he has to watch that show, <laughs> um, and um, and uh after a Nets game, and. I feel like they got it so, so wrong. Like someone was like, "Look at the other winning teams. They're they're playing they're playing rookies. Grayson Allen, he's a rookie. Grayson Allen's not a rookie. Yeah, <laughs> there's no rookies. <laughs> like people were like making suggestions of guys on other teams that are rookies that have a a, a big role on contending teams. They were like the Lakers have one. Who? They, oh, they mentioned, they mentioned Malik Monk as their version of Kessler Edwards. Malik Monk is a lottery pick, you doofuses. Yeah, from years ago. <laughs> and it wasn't the guy. It wasn't the guys from um, um, Nets Kingdom. It was people who were like buying super chats to share that thing. And it's like y'all. Like I couldn't. First of all, let, 
let me let me go in on my Nets diatribe right quick. I mean, my my Nash diatribe right quick. Could you imagine if one of these die, you know, dyneable, hardened, salt of the earth coaches was was the Nets coach instead of of uh, uh, of Steve Nash? As a matter of fact, imagine if it was just like a rookie coach that that had that was a nope that just was a good X and O's guy like you know like a young Atkinson as an example right 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 right. imagine one of them either sides of the spectrum that's not Steve Nash managing this Kyrie bullshit imagine another type of personality having to go in day in day out and stand in front of the media and answer nonsense questions and handle it the way Steve Nash has handled it. Not only have we, throughout a season where we should not be this good, that like we missed very hard on two important um, roles. We missed on Millsap. We yep. missed on Javon Carter. There is nobody on the bench who could come and 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 be the ball handler. That's not what Cam Thomas does. Cam Thomas is is James Harden light, very very light, very very yeah, pale calm. James Harden, <laughs> right? Yeah. But he he's not a he's not a point guard. There's no point guard on this team. James Harden can play point guard. He could distribute the ball from the point guard, but he's not very good at bringing the ball up. And guess what? If teams know all you got is Kyrie and KD and Patty Mills has shot the way that he shot, that's the only reason why Patty Mills is is not the three-point champion going far and away, like just killing it, winning it, is because he sucks at Barkley Center. <laughs> His shooting on East Coast rims are terrible, and you could expect shit like that. He's used to waking up a little bit later. I mean, even though San Antonio's only one hour um, ahead, but they're usually playing at eight o'clock. They're usually playing at nine o'clock. Little ripples in your in your in your uh, uh, you know day in day out throw you off. If you're used to playing West Coast teams, if you're used to being in L.A. and Sacramento and and, and and Golden State, you're not used to your body chemistry. Uh, your sleeping clock is. Your circadian rhythm is not right, and you could see it because when he's when we're on the West Coast, we slap teams. You know why? Because Patty can play. If Patty's not playing and Joe Harris is hurt, you guys are foolish to think Kessler Edwards or Cam Thomas was going to save you from what happened last night. That is nonsense. And calling out calling out Steve Nash when all things said and, and considered your lord and savior Kyrie Irving there is no other coach who could have dealt with that with the grace and understanding and and gravitas like just the respect I'm Steve Nash I worked I had to work harder than every single person in order to even function in this league but I also know how to how to talk to these gifted guys, guys who are blessed, who don't understand the world around him. He knows how to use that kid gloves. And y'all should be thankful for that. He should win coach of the year for that alone. Come on, Sam. Like, 
did you see how James Harden showed up to to camp? I'm, he, I'm with you. He I'm looked totally with you. Yo, James Harden came into camp looking like a stand-up comedian that hasn't worked in three years. That's <laughs> just getting back out on the road. Like, come on, man. And Steve Nash handled it. It's no problem. There's no beef in the locker room. There, he doesn't. He doesn't play by the script that's given to him upstairs. That was the, the thing that drove me crazy with Atkinson. Atkinson would go, Jared Dudley, Jared Allen, <laughs> Karras. Oh, I don't know about that D-Lo. I'll give him a few minutes, but never more than 30. Never let him get too hot. <laughs> like, he followed the script given to him from upstairs. That's not what we've seen with this. Like, are y'all telling me that Javon Carter should be playing? That Paul Millsap should be playing? Those dudes deserve zero minutes. And I'm so glad that I have a head coach that could go, okay, we're going to try. We're going to give people a chance. We're going we're gonna to let them, let them work themselves into shape. We're going to let them get a little bit better. But the fact remained, there was zero floor spacing last night, Sam. Come Tell me why I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, am I am I over exaggerating or I, look? I t- look. I mean, we in a lot of the arguments that have happened about Nash, I think the 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 easiest way to shut down all the criticism is to basically say who who is out there that could have the off court gravitas that Nash has and that and have the respect of three certified hall of famers who both have like egos and 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 rightfully so have egos and um and demand certain things out of their coaches while at the same time being able to deal with the amount of covid injuries and like off the court bonanzas that the nets have had better than better than nash and there's no one like if you imagine you get like a hard ass in there who's a really good x's and o's guy who even is really well respected you think rick carlisle would do well with 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 Kyrie and Harden and KD, yo Rick, he's shitting the bed in Indiana. He's had Rick Carlisle <laughs> has now had massive massive issues with both Luka Doncic and now in Indiana from a, a podcast I listened to, him and Lavert don't get along at, at all. So those are two high more high profile guards who you can get along with. Like you're not getting there's no Popovich here. There's no, there's no spolster here. Brad Stevens t- took himself out of coaching in Boston because he realized that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were basically tuning him out. Like the, like Nash still has the ear of a bunch of mercurial superstars, while also, while simultaneously doing a really good job uh, on the court. And let's be honest, like, and I'm someone who, like, you called out some of the players, like Millsap and Carter and some of the other guys. Those are guys who I thought bringing them in would do well. They've been, I've been wrong. They've been. They've been disasters. They've had injuries. Like they, this is a, this is a guy who, um, who, you know, last year the season started in December. Right now it's early January. So he, in one calendar year, he's almost coached two full seasons and or, or, or one and a half seasons, two seasons though, and he's dealt with the Dinwiddie injury and the Harden trade and Kyrie and Kyrie not being able to play home games and Kyrie partying with his. Uh, with his sister without a mask and KD having now over the last two years, four different instances of being in COVID protocols. What about the first week that his two superstars record a podcast where one of them says, 
right before training camp, we don't need no damn coach. We the coaches. All of us are coaches. And the last time I saw I saw Steve Nash, I gave him twenty seven. So never forget that. Like what? Who could have coached this team? Who do yeah, you yeah, want he, to coach this team? He's, Tom he's, Thibodeau. Right. Exactly. He's the ideal guy for the squad, and that's why I think like I, I think me and you are in agreement, and I think fans who 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 want him gone or 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 even really criticizing him are ridiculous. But I do think if we want to shift some blame to someone who I'm usually less critical of and you've been more critical of and now I think you're you're proved you've been proven to be right is Sean Marks in the sense that if we go back to the um to the to the game that I was prematurely playing in terms of like who you actually trust in a in a playoff series like this like we basically have seven guys that you know for a fact can play in a playoff series in the big three Harris Mills LaMarcus Claxton and then after that like I know that I'm. There's no one who's leading the train of Bruce Brown should not be on this team more than more than I am at this point. I think Bembry, you actually can play in in the playoffs in a certain role. The issue is he really kills your spacing because he just can't really shoot and doesn't try to shoot. No, and what, this, what kills and this, them is that they have both. They they have to play both of them. Yep. Brown is not in there in a role. Brown is is a play. Brown is not playing like when. It's, it is so amazing. It just fucks up my head. Like, like I, I, I had to throw on idiocracy again because that's kind of like how I felt reading the tweets from Nets fans, like killing Nash, because you're killing the guy who came to work. You're killing the guy whose job became harder to do. So, and now they they want to they want to create this like. What's what's the word like? Forget it. It's it's this it's this force field around Kyrie that no one is taking the 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 real analysis that the reason why Steve Nash is playing um, Bembry and Bruce Brown together is because Kyrie Irving is not here. Yep. <laughs> like 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 I just keep seeing these things these tweets like. Like that said, oh, the Nets would only be fined fifty thousand dollars if 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 they just said if they didn't listen to the mayor and just said fuck y'all and played Kyrie. They broke the law. Are are you out your fucking minds? (laughs) So the solution is not the one guy, the one holdout that science and everything else doesn't support what he's saying, even the concept that he would take a vegan vaccine when there's no meat, there's no animal products in the vaccine. And and it's like this crazy like thing, like, yeah, Nash, Nash could have went and, and played Cam Thomas. Have you watched Cam Thomas in the last few games? Are, are you still judging Cam Thomas by what he did in Summer League? Because he hasn't been good. And he wasn't going to bring us back down by 20. And even if we played him earlier, you're, <laughs> you're not getting much better than Bruce Brown. And the only thing that you could potentially end up doing is hurting the confidence of these kids who aren't ready. The other thing, the other thing by the way, that's totally disingenuous, I thought, about 
you know, like there was a whole crowd of Nets fans yesterday that aren't a fan of Nash that were doing victory laps because the rookies came back yesterday. And like, let's be honest, like all of us have played in games. Came back against who? Who were they playing against? Well, well, first of all, this is the thing I wanted to say. All of us have played in ga- in pickup games where you're playing a 21 and you're up 19 to 4 and suddenly it's 19 to 16 because you take your foot off the gas because you right. were blowing teams out. Like this right. notion that like this notion that 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 David Duke and a uh, junior, sorry, David Duke Jr. and uh, got to have the junior. Exactly. And Cam Thomas and Dayron Sharp led this improbable comeback against the Grizzlies, who were like the four seed in the West. And they went and they went toe to toe. And had they been playing them the whole time, they would have won the game. It's like, like, come on, guys. Like everyone is played in that in that pickup game where you take your foot off the gas like this. Like, like it was a it was a really nice comeback. You could see that they were playing with more energy. But like this notion that Cam Thomas and Dayron Sharp are the cure all for the Nets is like is 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 uh is lunacy i would i and i'm and i guarantee you he's gonna do it because you know nash experiments he experiments that's like he plays with lineups he tries different things he he tries to match up the nets aren't supposed to be a team that tries to match up they're supposed to be you know who they roll out their starting five and they just crush everybody the reason why they're not that has nothing to do with steve nash and matter of fact, it is a testament of how good Steve Dash has been that there hasn't been any beef in the locker room. People haven't gotten down. Somehow we're still second in the league. Are we still second in the league? I, I, I don't know with this three-game um, skid. I'll check. <laughs> but for a long, for most of this season, we've been first in the league. And how you don't give Steve Nash that credit? Yeah, we're still second in the league. Um how you don't give Steve Nash that credit uh, is is bizarre to me. And and it just goes to show a lot of fans are fans of the players and they're not fans of the team because yep. the only person that got hurt, like like sometimes people tell this story like, like it's Kyrie Irving that got hurt. No, Kyrie Irving didn't get that hurt. <laughs> he didn't get that hurt. He's coming back now. He's going to play. They're probably paying him his money too. They're not making. They have no cards. The players have all the power, and and now especially that they've that they've given in on, on this thing, which they should have, which was the right thing to do. But at the same time, where would we be without this without this particular type of coach? Let, let's let's. I'm sorry. I keep coming back to this. <laughs> um, you you want to steer the car? Am I am I missing something before I, I move on to the? Next thing I wanted to cover. <laughs> no, the only thing that I wanted to just say, which it actually doesn't have to do with do with Nash. I just I rarely go on any type of like real criticism of a of a of a player or dot or uh, or and really just like delve into somebody like I'm a New York sports radio host. But mm-hmm. like this whole this whole Bruce Brown thing at this point to me is so far not to use like a a, a Drake line, but it, it is so far gone at this point. Like. This like, everything about him on when he's on the floor, like I, I I had decent seats yesterday, so I could I had I could like really I could really follow like a lot of the different guys, especially who I wanted to follow. Mm-hmm. Like he is both he is both not like a good he obviously can't shoot he's he can't pass he can't dribble 
He's he can't make a consistent layup either. He can't make a consistent layup. He's a total wimp when he when he, he goes for floaters as opposed to getting any type of contact because he's either soft or he doesn't want to go to the free throw line and he doesn't trust himself. Right. And no, one- that's his go-to move. We don't we don't have to kill him for that. It's his go-to move. It's his thing that he does. He feels like he does it on 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 an elite level. It's but it's a bad it's a bad basketball play when you when you don't cr- draw contact. But what he does, but what he does, which I which I actually dislike the most, and I and I've been saying this since me and you st- uh, since uh, since me and you have been podcasting together, is beyond the fact that he's clear that he's the guy who wants to be in the Sports Illustrated commemorative video of like jumping up and down and stuff like that. He showboats and he does theatrics. He's our J.R. Smith. He, he does like you know George Costanza and Seinfeld had a thing where if you if you if you look like you're really frustrated at work then people think that you're more busy than you are and <laughs> and, and, and Bruce Larry Davis does that in the sense that he like he he complains more than anyone when he gets called for fouls he like runs down the court out of shock and people think that it's him almost being like more into the game and being this high energy guy and yeah. really, really playing with intensity when like a lot of times he just makes bad fouls. And I almost feel like he's the guy in like a high school basketball game who you feel like is, is, is being theatrical to like show, show to the girls that he's really into the game and he's like a part of the squad and stuff like that. When he's just like, I'm just, I'm his whole act and everything about him I'm totally sick of. There's not one thing that he does better than DeAndre Bembry. I, there's almost there's very few things at this point that I think he does better than like uh than like a Kessler Edwards even would do to be honest, or a David Duke Jr. Right. Um, I just like I just don't see the point of him. I think if he has any trade value, he's the obvious guy, and there is no way I would. I mean, look, I didn't trust him in the Buck series at all, and there's no way I would. I like I would want to play him in a big time uh playoff series. Yeah, he's a little bit he's got a little of that irrational confidence. He's he's playing hard, but he doesn't have the physical tools to make that game work. I yep. see I see why he's a net. He's a long he's he's a, I, I like to call him Travion Grammian. Travion <laughs> Grammian players are are what Sean Marks likes to sign. He okay, likes what do you that's his Achilles heel, right? That's his Achilles heel. He can't help himself. He was like, he he just wants to prove a six foot four power forward can work, and he paid he paid um 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 Brown too, right? He paid Bruce, right? He gave yeah, Bruce a contract. Qualifying though, it was only like four or five million dollars. He gave Bruce Brown for four million dollars. <laughs> God damn! He gave Bruce Brown four million dollars. Look. It is shocking to me that people get mad and the the obvious answers for what is wrong is right in front of you. You want to make it about all kinds. You want to make it about players that don't even play. <laughs> Bruce Brown is like a toxin in your vein. It's killing you slowly. Dude, last night, that dude... Had a lot of minutes because they 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 uh, Nash left him in with the uh, he, uh, with the the wave the white flag team. Yep. And uh, but he still played twenty three minutes. He got ten points, seven rebounds, five assists. I don't feel any of those. Like 
I don't feel any of those statistics. Nope. It, like, it, it, he's just so bad. You would read that and be like, yep, yep, that's what he's supposed to do. Thank God. Great. Great. You, he, yo, he even shot 100% last night from the field. Right? But he still fucking sucked. The, the, yo, our perimeter defense is so horrible. Horrible. Look at how people are shooting from three. You saw Maxi the other day. Like, yo, like, can we stop anybody at the three-point line? We used to have some of the best perimeter defense. I guess that was Joe Harris's work. I don't know. Golly. All right. All right, Bruce Brown. I get it. You're one of you're the one that's gonna prove Sean Marks right about six foot four power forwards. But it's not it's never gonna be right. Sean Marks gotta let that go. And 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 again, when you say things like why didn't why did um Nash ride ride Harden and K D like that so long? How ridiculous of a con- <laughs> Yeah, that's if that's I mean I, I can tell you I was at the game, it was it was over. Who else are you going to? Who, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. We, we're we in a weird place with Nets fandom because the reasons why we lost these last three games, the reasons why we're on number one, these guys were partying their asses off in the biggest city in the world. Two, uh, and on the road too, by the way. <laughs> Um, two, uh, there's, there's no help on the bench, right? Like you could say you need to take Patty out, but Patty was meant to be a dependable six man. He's supposed to make sure that the floor, the floor spacing keeps on ticking. It was not, we were not designed to be without Kyrie and to be without Joe Harris. It is so clear you know, that's the reason why you can't really get mad at Deshaun Marks' mistakes because we didn't plan to be this. We planned to be something else. I, I I have to admit that. But at the same time, some of these choices have been horrible. I Like, it angers me every time I see Sadiq Bey prosper. <laughs> yeah, he had a great game recently. 34 last night, dude. Yep. Like... <laughs> The, the guy's a stud, and scoring is not what he's good at. He's a hell of a defender. He would be the perfect guy right now. Like, if imagine you just replaced Bruce Brown with, with Sadiq Bey. Yep. God. How how different of a team are we? Right. Yeah, he adds a, a total – I mean, he would add – he would add a totally different dimension to them. He, he would basically be like the one or two year more – um, more seasoned Kessler Edwards, right? Like that's basically what we're. That's basically what we need. That, but that's the and that's the thing. It's like when I see Kessler Edwards play, I don't see what I've seen from Sadiq Bay since last year. And that's and that's the thing. It's no knock to Kessler. He may get better. He may become really good. He's shooting forty one percent from three. He has an he has an NBA body. I have said and I continue to believe. He has the highest potential of all the players on the Nets. He could just literally work hard, develop a jumper, and because he has that 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 NBA body, he's going to have a career in the NBA, for sure, very likely. Um, however, you can't put it on him to save the Nets on these games. 
he's not on the level of a Sadiq Bey, of a uh, you know Tyrese Halliburton, of some of these players that were at the lower end of the the draft, but are are doing bits in the NBA, and these guys jump off the page. Kessler Edwards has has only jumped off in y'all imagination. I think he could be good. I think he's better than what we have. But before a NBA head coach can can make that switch, you gotta um, you gotta uh, uh, know that what you got doesn't work. So, Nick Claxton, is he back? Is it real? Um, look, he's he to me is is back to his peak form of of what he is which is a really good switch defender um a he he's great at altering shots he's um getting more skilled offensively uh like using like you know on those like kind of lefty bunnies that he he hits the issue with him the issue with him is like look we're at the game i'm at the game yesterday with my friend who's a partial season ticket holder and he and he's like he says to me one point he's like He's like latch out. He's like, you know, Stephen Adams looks like a different species in size from from Claxton. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, Claxton is, you know, Basketball Reference lists Claxton at six eleven, two fifteen. Like that is insanely light. <laughs> like, like that's ridiculous. Like that is freaking crazy. And I'm, I'm six four, and the last time I was two fifteen, I was nineteen years old. And I, and if I went back down to that weight, I would look mad. <laughs> like he's like he is like he is too he is too light to the fact that like in a series against you know bam or or obviously Embiid and of course like and and like the Giannis types like it's what we've been saying like he can he can alter shots against guards and forwards but right. when he has to man up against these huge guys like it just it it's it's not pretty you end up needing two or three guys to be down low with him Right, and and it just puts us in a weird position rebounding wise. Yep. Like we, I I believe the Nets out rebounded uh, uh, a couple of these teams in, in 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 these losses, but the it's not about rebounding necessarily. It's about positioning and holding positioning so that the players around you could be dominant, and where. I've, I've been impressed with Nick. I'm happy with, with the, the progress. Um, but he stunted his growth a lot. By not being... Like, he has the frame to, to put on some weight. It's not going to be easy. But he could have been in the gym a lot more than that. He can't hold position. He's not... His rebounding numbers are going to be hurt by the fact that he, he just weighs too little. And he doesn't have a good foundation of strength. Like, he, he just needs to be in a gym eating raw meat and, and doing squats. Like, like someone should just bring him trays of ribeyes and, and let him just do squats. Uh, uh, on, on it, did you see that one game where Harden was working out after it? Yeah. Who was working out with him? I actually didn't see it. So there was someone there who was actually working out that had on net shorts, but I didn't see, like the person filming that video just filmed 
um, Harden, and they like they it looked like they were doing a circuit training where you know going from one station to the next. Yeah. And um, and one I, I like that like Harden working out after the game shows the dedication. But if he's dragging the kid along with him, if that's almost like a ploy to like let's work out together, I love that. I I, I how have you felt about Harden? And his and his role on this team, uh, uh, in this recent last five games, I thought I thought on the road trip he looked. I thought on the road trip he looked awesome, especially like on Christmas. And I thought he looked basically back to around the Houston stuff yesterday. Uh, yesterday I thought he looked slow. He was um, he was an absolute, and I don't like use this lightly. He was an abomination on defense yesterday. Oh, like, horrible! Like, uh, like the the worst they, defense I've seen him play. Like de- like he was in he was in Houston Harden at his worst defense yesterday. Like Desmond Bain, every basically they were switching, and when whoever got on Harden, he basically couldn't stay in front of anyone, and they were getting layups and or you know easy floaters that then uh, uh, Stephen Adams would get the rebound and kick it back out, and they would right. do it all over again. It was really rough to watch him. He looked he just didn't look yesterday. He looked like kind of how he looked. Um, earlier earlier in the year but look i look harden does not have to be a top five or six player if Kyrie is playing when Kyrie isn't playing that's when he that's when we need him to be like in his tip 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 top shape but i mean look the difference between what people like don't understand is that is that the people who say to me like well, you never comment on Harden when he plays well, but you do when he doesn't play well. And the reason, and, and the reason why that point holds no water to me is because superstars. The, what makes a superstar a superstar is coming in and being really good every, every game, right. and being amazing every game. Like they don't have multiple, multiple, multiple bad games like the way Harden does. So I have more leash to be able to criticize than someone who thinks that Harden's still a superstar because in order for Harden to be a superstar, he basically has to come in night in and night out and be the best player on the floor or the second best player on the floor because he's playing with KD. But he's had too many games this year where he's not only not the first or second best or third best, there are games where he's the fourth or fifth or sixth best guy on the floor. Like When when you count the other team's players, right? Yeah. Like like yesterday Desmond Bain like comp- like Desmond Bain and Ja completely outplayed KD and Harden yesterday. Like it was totally unacceptable. It, it was very weird to watch. Yeah. Y- like you know. And like look, KD wasn't shooting well, but KD was also unbelievable on defense. Like KD had a couple of un- like great blocks. He was like helping all the time. And like Yo, look, he- I, yeah, You know, I w- I was just going to say that I I just think the the report, the scouting report is out. You could leave everybody else. Yep. You you can quadruple and triple team Harden and KD, and and you could muck it up where if you can if your team can get to the basket with impunity like like Memphis did, just being young. Um, and this kid Baines, uh, I don't know where he came from. He he, he was amazing. Um, you know he shot a lot and lights out. But the biggest thing was. The, the reason why Kevin Durant and Harden couldn't really do the thing that they usually do is because there was no floor spacing. There was no floor spacing that played, and there was no floor spacing on the bench to help them out either. So, I, I you know what? It's a bad it's a bad run of games. I think these guys have been partying, um, but I think they also I think also that they're a little 
looking ahead in the sense of they're excited about getting Kyrie back. Yes, and, and, and so so some of it is like everybody's in Indiana already with Kyrie. And and maybe they're cooking up something to, to, to be able to get him to play at home too. Maybe that's something in the works. Um, uh, uh, I, I got my fingers crossed um, with that. Like, I've given up on Kyrie... Uh, getting vaccinated, I don't, I don't believe that's gonna happen. Yeah, but I think, I think that's over. But um, but I, I do have hope that things improve so much with like, like really they're just waiting for two weeks. There's like another two weeks left to kind of see where the death toll is. And right now, there's not a lot of people dying, so we we might be able to change the rules a little bit. We might be able to play a little different. Um, if, uh, if, you know, people are still getting it, but not a lot of people are dying and the, the, the tax on the hospitals aren't that bad. So what do you think about this, uh, Pacers game, um, coming up and Kyrie's role in it? Look, I think he's, I think when he plays the Nets are just, they just feel like a different team. The ball just has a different energy. It's there's more movement. It's funny because for as much as Kyrie is seen as a ball stopper, they are, I just think they are a complete, they have a totally different feel when he's, when he's on the floor, just for the ability to penetrate and then kick. And he's able to push the pace a lot. I just wanted to comment on one thing that you said earlier, because I think it's a really smart point that people don't, realize about about the Nets especially when when a lot of fans including myself at times who were confused about you know what what I get that Kyrie is out but why is the team this year which has definitely more talent on the team but they just feel worse and the big difference is that you know they got Patty um and obviously Harris has been out and Kyrie has been out and that's part of the spacing issues and so I don't want to underplay that but you know they got Patty and that kind of replaces the Shamit um three-point role but you know Tyler Johnson and Jeff Green both shot really well from three last right. year and the Nets don't and, and Blake also was a better three-point shooter last year than he was last year and you Correct. know that everybody else on the Nets right now can like cannot shoot Millsap uh Benbury Bruce Brown uh Blake uh, you know, like all, like none of these, like obviously Claxton, like none of these guys shoot threes. So the Nets have just too many lineups out right now, especially with Kyrie and Harris obviously out, where they just have no, they don't have the Jeff Green in there or the or the Tyler Johnson in there to just help with any, t- or even like Mike James, who I think shot in like the mid 30s last year from three. Like they just don't have that spacing. So even though the quote unquote talent is better this year. They just don't have the proper spacing. And look, all you can hope for is that Kyrie and Harris can basically mask a lot of those issues, even though you obviously still don't have a Tyler Johnson and a Jeff Green. But hopefully the spacing will just get so much better having Kyrie back and having Harris back that a guy like Blake will only have to take uncontested threes. And so looking ahead to Indiana, you have, you know, hope. And Blake made his first two threes yesterday. And all you got to hope is that. The it, implementing Kyrie will just lead to the ball moving better, easier, you know, more. Uh, uh, I don't think the ball moves better with with Kyrie. Do you know? I, I think I think I, I think the, I think it's, it's a much better feel with him out on there. A feel, um, but it's going to be ISO heavy. 
That's that's what they do best. Like people go, oh, the Nets have no IF offense. It's just ISO after ISO. They have the three best ISO players in the league. Well, maybe now John Morant's in that conversation too. But um, they have the three best coming into this league, coming into this season. Number one, number two, and number three, in whatever order you want to put them, is Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, the three best uh, isolation players in the league. The three, like, you could just take turns with them, and and that's not bad basketball because of who it is. However, when that's not working, you need options. You need people who can dunk the ball, who can make a layup, you need people who can who can make a play for someone, and you need people who can floor, space the floor. We have those people. They're just not, you know. And and whatever Bruce um, Patty's going through, he needs to get over it. He's got to learn to love these rims in, in, in Barclays Center, and he's got to change his sleeping patterns. He's still in Australia town, obviously. Are you, I'm, not, I'm not actually – see, like, Patty is a guy – because, like, even in San Antonio, he was always streaky – but he's just not a he's just not a dude that I get that that I'm I'm way more worried about like Harris in the playoffs than I am about Patty. Like Patty is just a like yeah. just it's like the ultimate the ultimate ultimate gamer. And even if he has one bad playoff game, you know that he's not going to have three straight like Harris did. Like it's just not that that dude is like you saw him in the Olympics with Australia getting a bronze and like that dude he's a is winner. just in his veins. Yeah. Yeah, he's a winner. He's uh, like I'm I'm not worried about him, but. I'm just talking about games like this. Like, don't, these games are important. We we need the number one seed. I don't want to have to close out a finals, uh, Eastern Conference finals in Chicago. We we have to be the team that we are now. I got to tell you, I do. I think I'm more. What I'm more concerned about right now, looking at the way the standings are, with uh, with, with the way everything is, if you think that Cleveland is going to stay afloat then I think the key is to be one or two. And I don't think the Nets are getting one because I just think that I just I'm, I'm a little just worried about. Yeah, we're not a we're not a, a whole team. We're not yeah, we're, we're not going to be cohesive yeah. down. Like the bullshit we're dealing with Chicago doesn't have to deal with. But Eve, I know you feel this way. So obviously Bulls are one, Nets are two, Bucks three, Miami four, Cleveland five, Philly six. There's a big drop off between playing Philly as a, as the six seed if you're the three versus playing Washington, Charlotte, Boston, Toronto, the Knicks, which is seven through ten. That's that's on my mind, and and if you have to go that route in the second, so you're just setting yourself up to have three rounds of just punishing basketball right. that that doesn't suit you, and they've got to get serious about these games. And like, honestly, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> it's so it's so crazy. It, the the other problem is that the climate, the atmosphere, the fans. Yep. We're mad at the wrong things. I'm yep. not saying we're supposed to be mad at Kyrie, but we're supposed to wreck I'm not mad at Kyrie. I don't feel anything toward, towards him but disappointment. That doesn't make me hate him. I still love I'm him as a player. I still, think he's, I still think he's he's that guy. I still think he he's the key to us winning a championship. However, he's the reason why we, we're not the number one seed. Like, like we can't. Both things can be true, and if we're a mature, fat, and 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 high IQ fan base, we could agree with that. You can't just find, wait to every single loss to come try to beat Steve Nash with a stick because he's an inexperienced head coach. I've seen an inexperienced head coach before who couldn't coach. Jason Kidd. This is a way different, and it's not because of the players. Because guess what? 
We've won games with just one good player many times this season, and we've carried that all the way to being the number one seed. What's been happening the last three days? Obviously, we there where the team is. Um, so what's the what's the word that I can say and get everyone? They're distracted, right? Like, and that's and that's to be seen. But I'm excited. I I want to. I'm glad that the that they're playing. I, I I think I was on the pod with with Matt where um I agreed with that. Where no no where I where I predicted he Kyrie would play against the place. They're not wasting any time. They're getting him into that lineup, and um, he'll play against the Pacers, and hopefully that gets him ready for Chicago. How you feel about those two games? Um, I think they, I think they, I think they're, uh, I think the Pacers are just a team that has a lot of issues, so it's good that the Nets are facing them mm-hmm. uh, when they are. But you know, I'm nervous. I mean, look, the Bucks on. For, I think that I think the Nets are going to be in a little bit of a slump for some time, and that's why I'm nervous about. No, I think they turn it around. But I think they turn it around, not because Kyrie's coming, but I, I almost feel like there's a there's a psychological thing to it too. Like, okay, we got Kyrie back, I don't have to go so hard. So I, I think the slump, I, I think the players feel like they need Kyrie, and it put them in a mental disadvantage. And now that they're getting him back, I think now they can just play. But so, don't you think? But don't you think that until or if he's not able to play? in the home games. I just think I just think that seems mentally exhausting, honestly. It's going to be. It's you're you're in the starting lineup, you're out the starting lineup. You're in the you're you're I just you're, don't like You're in the rotation, you're out the rotation. It's it's a mess. Yeah, I just like, you know, and the, like um I know we're already at an, an hour and, and <laughs> we're wild. Uh, yeah, we we but we haven't done any games, so <laughs> Yeah, and so and so we all got a lot of a lot to say, but like, you know, I tweeted this yesterday, and this is truly how I feel, which is that, you know, the Nets, through because of injuries or because of um, because of injuries or because of COVID or because of, like, the Kyrie stuff, they've basically given a middle finger to the regular season. And to be honest, like, they kind of did it's last year. It's a deadly year, game. And, and they kind of did last year. And, like, and in the Celtics series, it looked like it didn't matter. And for the first two games of the Bucks and before the injuries, it looked like it didn't matter at all. So maybe my old school way of thinking that no, it cost maybe, them. Don't uh, say, right. don't say that. Don't even let that. I I I will argue with someone for a, a, a two million tweet thread if someone tells me that the fact that we had to face the Bucks in the first round, I mean in the second round, didn't hurt us. If we could have gotten Harden a little healthier, maybe even, I don't know if we would have gotten Kyrie, but maybe if we could have just gotten our stuff together by the time we got to the Eastern Conference Final, it would have been, it, yeah, it would have been much better. It would have been, uh, we would have went. My point is just like, you know, you know, the team, the team I think has, and I think the Nets fan base has an arrogance towards the regular season and towards how good they are. Right. That I think they feel like is semi-justified because a lot of fans are just like, you know, if the injuries don't happen and we easily walk to the title. And, like, all I know is, you know, continuity matters. And this team in the in the Kyrie-KD era has – and it's partially why I think while you, at the top of the podcast we talked about how good Nash is, like, because Nash hasn't caused any of the, like, this, the, this, this dysfunction. He's had to deal with it, is, you know – there's just the, the their lineups are never intact. They're they're never right. in sync. He's had Always to. Some- 
he had something going on like on the on the side and mm-hmm. like maybe it doesn't matter because this team is that talented and as you said has like three of the best isolation scores ever and three of the best 11 or 12 guys in the in the league when healthy but there's just something about it that just does feel exhausted like it's just like they're it it just feels like there is all there's always something they're never totally clicking and maybe them going through this slump now is the best thing that happens to them because you know it's better to be it's better to slump now than to be slumping three or four months from now but it's just concerning where you just feel like they don't give a shit about the regular season and because of that like for all we know they could have to play the Sixers in the first round and the Heat in the second round and if they even get through those two then the Bucks in the third round like it just they just don't make their life they just don't make their life easy because they've consistently given a middle finger to the uh, to the regular season right and you know what and you know what's gonna happen they're gonna blame Steve Nash for us not winning a championship when all that dude did was keep us afloat like the most just weird shit team like you know your your starting center who needs work comes in says he doesn't want to play <laughs> he doesn't want to play in the summer league then he gets mono and he's gone so now you're you've got to move your 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 um 611 power forward into the starting center spot who's dealing with heart issues and and now that guy has to play on a team with a guy who's not who's <laughs> who has heart issues he has to play on a team with a guy who's not who's not um, uh, uh, vaccinated. This like, I, look, we're the Brooklyn Nets. We're gonna fucking win this thing. You didn't even answer the question, but I'm not gonna ask you again. Like I, I, I asked you, uh, what did you think about these next two games? And, and you went in another direction. But I think we win these next two, and I think we're fine. Yeah, I think we win the Pacers game. I after that, I'm, I'm uh. Um, I'm skeptical right now. You know what? The the Bulls look so freaking good, man. It, I'm it, less positive than you are, but I'm more positive than uh, than Mattis. That's kind of where I am right right now. Usually, I'm the most optimistic, and I'm right now. I'm a little. I'm definitely a little down right now. No, I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta um, find some time to take uh, to take Matt and you got and you to a game, man. Like Matt has been gracious enough to take me to a couple games. God damn. Um, I'm going to have to take him and, and you to to game. Um, um, but nonetheless, we're going to be fine, Nets fans. We're going to be fine. We are the Brooklyn Nets, and we in particular are Pod Thorn. Peace. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.